Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Jamie. And welcome back to God or Not, the podcast where truth springs from argument among friends. This is episode number 15. And coming up, Jamie and I will be talking about circular reasoning. Also in this episode, ripped from the headlines. So grab your popcorn, <laughs> sit back, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the center ring. This is the God or Not Podcast. We're in for a great night of civil discourse here as these two warriors are wrapped up and ready to go. And now, let's get ready to dialogue! And we're back. Boy, seems like it's been, I don't know, months and months. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. That was from uh, what Sandlot, Sandlot, right? That's yeah. right. They were talking. What were they? They were talking about the beast or something. Yeah. Or what was it? Yeah, I think if you lose the ball over there, or right? How, yeah. Uh, or how long and, will it be gone for? Forever. And look at that. We got exactly three seconds into our big return episode, and then before we got off track. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jamie, yeah. what, what, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've been, uh, you know, we, we kind of split, uh, you know, we were going to take a break because you had some stuff going on. And then, like, the world went crazy. It did, yes. We, uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows about the whole COVID thing, so we don't want to, um, we're not going to bash your face in with a bunch of COVID stuff, but um, that's what happened. We really... Um, got hit pretty good in the United States here. And we were on lockdown for a while. And uh, of course I was pretty busy um, as, 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 as you know, I do, I'm a paramedic on, yep, on your yep, side. Yep. And so I was kind of busy in the ER and, and other places they were, they were, you know, contracting us in because, you know, like in different nursing homes and stuff like that to kind of um, help, take the load off. Actually, in one particular nursing home, the staff walked out. They're just gone. And so really, what yeah, was they, they, they were they was the uh, they didn't administration not treating them well. Or yeah, what? Well, they, they didn't think it was safe. OK. Um, and so when we went in there um, and evaluated some things, we thought it was pretty safe. But we could also see a few areas where Got, you know, we understood where they were coming from. So we made some changes and were able to kind of get things, you know, we kind of righted the ship, so to speak. And uh-huh. um, and then they were able to, I don't know if they had a union or, or what was going on, but they were able to work some things out and come back after a while. But yeah, so I was pretty busy doing those kind of things. And um, so now we're back. And uh, so, since we started talking about COVID, let's, just keep right on this train a little bit. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, there were people out there who uh-huh. were saying that this whole COVID business was uh, just kind of a hoax, you know, fe- <laughs> federal government. There, there, there the were some people out there. One person in particular comes to mind, but uh, the other, there were several other people that were also saying that. Yeah. And so everybody got their tinfoil out and, yep. uh, and, and lace their house with the foil. But anyhow, so. I think we're past the point where we, you know, can seriously consider that 
a possibility. Well, listen, we're still talking about the Earth being flat, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I, Wait, I am I on the right podcast here? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, are, the- <laughs> you are. Trust. Me. So, now, but now, uh, I, I would say something that's probably even. Um, I would say this is probably um, more. Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like more credible. Okay. Is this question of when should we have opened up? So as almost everybody on the planet knows, you know, we had to almost go into hiding. So right. uh, yep. the, the idea was, Hey, listen, when this sucker hits, it, it's going to hit hard and all of our emergency services are going to be completely overrun. And uh, ultimately we knew that this, um, that this COVID also affects the respiratory system, something fierce. And so mm-hmm. we knew we were going to need obviously respiratory equipment, particularly right. we're talking about ventilators and we were doing the numbers, the propeller heads, you know, the pocket protector people, they, they ran the numbers and they're like, Hey, listen, we got, we're going to have way more people with this that need ventilators than we have. And so the idea was, listen, if you guys, you know, we don't think we're going to be able to, you know, so much stop people from getting it. But I think what we could do is slow down how quickly people get it and spread it out, you know, over a long course of time. And that's what they're talking about. That curve, bringing down that curve, spreading all this out that way. um, You know, as people get it, they go for treatment, they go uh, to their healthcare establishments and such, they get treatment. If they so happen to have to be on a ventilator, we can do that. They'll be available because we right, wouldn't right. have overrun them. So yeah, that was so the, kind idea of the idea there. We're about flattening the curve, right? That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That whole flattening the curve thing. And so you can still have the same number of people get infected, but if you spread it out over time, then there's no one moment where the healthcare system is overrun. Right. Cause right? the and issue so- wasn't so much that this thing was horribly lethal or deadly. Um, it, it, it isn't in the grand scheme of things. It was the fact that it would have been had the uh, we not had the right equipment, had we not had the ventilators and things like that. So it's it's probably more um, deadly than than most viruses. Probably more so than the flu and things like that. Particularly people who have um, other issues, other underlying health conditions. But right, the idea these vulnerable- was populations. Uh, Yes, right. Like the elderly, not so much children. That was crazy. Is children for a long time. That's a different thing. Man, they really escaped that sucker um, um, pretty good. But the the whole idea was like this this thing is not the plague. But we're still going to have the effects, the death toll of the plague if we don't do something. Obviously because we weren't going to have these services available. But it seems that in many places... The uh, a lot of this social distancing and and shutting things down worked, uh, at, at least in terms of, um, at least in Ohio, I know uh, that we were never overrun. That right, um, right. our system was never like we were waiting and waiting and waiting for. So for, so for it, it, it appears to it appears to have done the trick so far, right? So then, so yeah. you've. So we've uh, uh, there has been some areas that are, have been more 
troublesome. These are the more highly densely populated areas like, mm-hmm. you know, the New York and LA type areas right. to a lesser extent, like Chicago and so forth. And, um, for the most part, yeah, we, we've been, we've been reasonably successful in, in flattening the curve enough that we don't have mm-hmm. to, the idea is that we don't want to have to have somebody who is like needs a ventilator to live and have to be turned away. Right. Right. So exactly. we, we don't want to have to be turning away people who are going to die because we turn them away. That's, right. that's the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, and, and, you know, and this, the idea of taking these measures with the social distancing and the wearing masks and the, and, and stuff like that and, and minimizing contact with, with, uh, people outside of your household, obviously you're going to have to, um, you know, interact with people within your household. But Mm -hmm. the idea was, you know, if we want to minimize, if we want to isolate households rather than try to isolate individuals. And and so, uh, that just helps to slow the spread of, of the virus. And I, and I think that that's one thing that, you know, you, you compared it now to the plague and, you know, like the black plague and stuff like that. And the, you know, and things are different now because we're so much more mobile, right? right? We have people traveling all over the world. Um, and, and so our, our different communities are connected so much more than they were say like in the middle ages, Mm -hmm. right? When, when maybe, a, f- a handful of people might see somebody from another village maybe once a week or, you know, stuff right. like that. And so, and so the fact that we're so mobile, we've got airports, we got huge, uh, you know, sporting events and so forth. And we have all this stuff where people are interacting with people, not only interacting with other people, but interacting with other people from different parts of the state or the city mm-hmm. or even the country or the world. Right. And so, right. so, so that level of interconnectedness, obviously has some huge, you know, good, you know, great things about it, but you know, there's, there's drawbacks to that too. So the, I I think one of the things we want to talk about a little bit is the kind of that there were some people out there that were like, Hey, um, we need to open things up like right now and we need to get back to business. So what was your, um, your take on, on what they were saying and why? Well, you know, I, to me, it seemed like I, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. You know, what was the, I mean, I understand economically there are certain, you know, obviously this is affecting the economy, right? But, but if we, if we open up too soon, if we start, if we start relaxing these restrictions too soon, then, uh, you know, then it will get another wave coming in and, you know, things will get worse and then more people will die. And so the idea of, it, it wasn't that obviously we're going to need to open things up at some point, you know, obviously we're going to need to try to shift back to, you know, to what we would consider a normal uh, existence. And, and so that's going to happen at some point, but it depends on the pace and, and when, and when you start doing that too, if you do it too soon, it could, it very well will likely be way worse. Well, right? I and think so, what some of the people were saying is that, um, the initial idea was, listen, we need to lock things up. We need to shut these things down um, t- s- so that things aren't devastating, s- you know, so that we could flatten this curve. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people felt like the goalpost got moved. It went from, hey, we need to flatten the curve, which we did, to we got to wait and open things up until things are, quote, safe. And well, some, flattening and, the well, curve is not something that's accomplished, and then you move on. The flattening well, the curve is an ongoing is, effort. 
Well, it the is curve in a is way. still curving, right? right? It's still going. Well, it is in and a way. So, the idea, though, was to stop the curve from going or, or stop the amount of people who would need um, care uh, mm-hmm. to keep that below the amount of resources we have. So, but right. the idea was we have accomplished that and they didn't suspect, so far, yeah. but they also didn't suspect that, um, that if we opened up that we, of course we were going to get spikes where it goes back up, but never again, at least not this season, never again to the point of uh, overrunning the emergency system. And so the idea, if, if yeah, if it's done responsibly, then it, then you know, if we if we if the, we release things responsibly, then we can we can be right. fairly the confident that, though, that we won't go back up. Right. But the, the, that was the debate. When is it responsible to open it up? Some people were saying, "Hey, we're we're at that point now where we can start to open things up," and other people were like, "No, no, no, we need more time." So mm-hmm. that was the debate. It wasn't, right. "Hey, when should we open up?" It and and I I could. I could at least understand why people were thinking this because also too, and I'm not putting any blame on anybody because I understand a little bit of like the, the federal emergency system. Like I worked for FEMA for a while. So I Uh understand how these things kind of work. And after Katrina, uh, you know, FEMA and other federal resources were like, dude, never again. Like, I don't care what we have to do. We are going to go all out and we'd rather cry wolf a million times than get bit like that again. And so, (laughs) so the idea I think was, is, is this was brought to us by a media that is 24 seven and not just news outlets, but social media. And I mean, this is all up in our faces and it was 24 seven, how horrible this thing was going to be. And, and, and so I think they erred on the side of caution. And I think when people saw it wasn't quite as bad as we thought it would be, both, I think that COVID itself wasn't as bad, but also because we did take some, some measures, it helped uh, obviously not be as bad. But when they saw that it wasn't as bad, then they began to doubt okay well you know these people are having us like we're trapped in our homes here we're not allowed to really go anywhere oh it was was more than that it was a hard swing to the other direction i mean we got you know even today well you turn on the news today you'll see people complaining because costco won't let them in without a mask really is that the biggest uh well (laughs) is that the biggest inconvenience of your day so i'm having to put it and and that's the thing (laughs) is i want to be like super consistent right so as far as I'm concerned, if Costco wants people to come in and walk on their heads, it's their right as a private <laughs> business, right? So I honor that. Now, do I mm-hmm. wear a mask everywhere I go? Not everywhere, but I'll wear a mask to certain places. And, and if I know I'm going to be interacting with a lot of people or be in an area where there's a lot, listen, because we I don't wear a mask for me. Right. This isn't going to help prevent me necessarily from catching it. It's It's I'm helping it prevent spreading it if i have it right that's what the mask is gonna do so yeah i don't wear it all the time but if i know i'm gonna be around people and things like that um but the the idea is is obviously i think that private businesses should have a say what what people have to do I, i get that people there were there were extremes on both sides and I think for a change, I actually was able to kind of rest comfortably in the middle, um, mm-hmm. having, you know, 
not only being a conservative and not like my rights being taken away and, you know, not wanting the government to make these big decisions. I was like, okay, but at least the states are deciding this. Okay, that's better. Like, okay. Uh, and then also being a paramedic and having kind of that aspect as well, um, I, I found myself um, un, uh, almost uneasy in the middle telling uh, people on both sides that I have friends, obviously kind of on both ends of the spectrum. And so I, mm-hmm. I found myself with my liberal friends, uh, you know, agreeing with them that, Hey, yeah, the, in this, these cases, it's, it's, it could be pretty dastardly and we're doing some good things or making some right moves, but also telling them, listen, it's not the plague. We're going to be fine. And then on the other side, I was like, you know, yeah, I think that uh, the state, you know, the federal government shouldn't be telling us what to do with in terms of this, in terms of that. Uh, but also I could see uh, the good that this was um, doing as far as preventing the spread of this thing. So I, I right. found myself so, yeah, comfortably the gov- in the middle. The government does have a responsibility to, to keep, you know, the population safe. And, and part of that is uh, limiting behaviors that put other people at risk. And so that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. You know, that, that's the whole idea. It's not, it's not really about taking away somebody's rights because that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening because you don't have the right to do whatever you want. I mean, if something that you're doing has a reasonable chance of endangering other people, you can't do it. Right. And it's not because it's not because of, it's not restricting your rights. It's protecting everybody else's right to be healthy and 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 alive and and so you know so so that's kind of the thing that that bothered me about that whole thing is like you know, I'm I'm not going to wear a mask if I don't want to well you know fine if if that's just a, a, such a big deal to you then you know I guess that's on you you know to me it seems like I just I just don't have any unnecessary contact and you know when we go out we we wear masks and and you know maintain social distancing if that's if that's the hardest thing, if that's the biggest inconvenience that's putting on me if here here's what here's the way I look at it very often we'll see things happen in the world and and we think oh no you know that's a horrible thing well, you know like a car crash or you know an epidemic somewhere or you know, mm-hmm. who, who knows what, you know, Flint, Michigan with their, you know, their water. issues with their water and stuff like that. <laughs> right. You know, there's all, there's all this stuff. Um, we, we th- see things and we're like, that's, that's horrible. I wish there was something I could do. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, cause most of the time when we see, when we hear about these kind of things, there's nothing we can do about it as individuals. Right. Right. And so, and, and, and I just looked at this and I thought, here is something that I can do something about. Yeah, it's a little inconvenient for me. Yeah, it's it's tough. I haven't seen my, you know, two-year-old nieces in several months, at least not face-to-face. Well, I suppose, you know, they did come over for uh, my daughter's birthday. We had a social distancing uh, birthday party for my daughter on, in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and so we were, and we all wore masks and the baby wore their cute little baby masks and stuff. And, and, uh, but you know, we haven't really, I haven't like picked them up or played with them and stuff like that. And so, so I think, you know, if that's, if giving up that is mm-hmm. what I can do to save, you know, to, to help reduce the chance of somebody else dying, Right. To me, that seems like hardly an inconvenience at all. Right. And it's 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 a matter. It's not a matter of me asserting my rights and saying beyond this line, you do not. Right. That kind of thing. It's it's me having concern for my fellow citizens. And if if my behavior is going to going to make it's not a big deal 
to wear a mask when I go to the grocery store. It's not. It's just not a big deal. Yeah, I haven't, you know, hugged my mom in a few months. Um, and, you know, and that kind of sucks. But, you know, she's alive. And, and may, it could be that part of the reason that she's alive is that the other, you know, the 10, 20, 30, 50 people upstream from her took a small precaution each. And so, and, and um, it's, it's funny when, when, when we first started talking about the whole flat and the curve thing, there were, there was a, you know, there was a, a group of individuals that, uh, you know, thought that was all just ridiculous and stuff. But I know a lot of math teachers and all of the math teachers that I know took that shit seriously because <laughs> yeah. we know, cause we're familiar, cause we're familiar with, you know, different types of mathematical modeling and we, and we know what's going on. None of the, None of the medical people that I know didn't take it seriously, including you. Mm-hmm. And none of the math teachers that I know didn't take it seriously. So to me, that's like a a, a right. big, you know, red flag planted right there. You I know? think part of the thing was isn't so much. Um, and I'm I know there are people out there making a big deal about masks. I think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I the the thing is is that people were actually going bankrupt and losing their homes, like. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that were uh, that, that was was uh, the the people were concerned about. Okay, the the oh yeah. So so Definitely. so so that was so so I, I just don't want it to seem as if um, uh, people are all up in arms over a bunch of petty stuff that would seemingly help other people. Like it, it's it's not being up in arms about quote unquote petty stuff that that I'm talking about. What what's the thing that I'm talking about is a reasonable response. Yeah, we're all concerned. I'm, I'm definitely concerned about people losing their homes and losing their jobs and so on. But we need a reasonable response to it. It might We might not be in a situation where we have a, a good response and a bad response. We might be in a situation where our, two op, our, our possibilities are a bad response or a worse response. Suck and suck. Suck and suck, suck more. Suck and suck more, right? right. right? And I, but and so, I, ultimately, that's where the debate lied. I think right. is 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 ultimately okay. Is COVID um, is deadly as we thought? No. Is COVID as I, I wouldn't as, say it wasn't as deadly as we thought. I would I would say well, it's 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 not as deadly as some of the worst case scenarios that were being proposed. Okay, you know, they so, say plan for expect the worst or, or no? What is it? Uh, plan for the worst. Hope, hope for the, for the hope best, for the best and plan right. for the worst. Right. Yeah. So hope but, for the best and plan for the worst. But there were people saying three million people dead. I know that's an extreme, but a lot of people were 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 riding that train. So it's mm-hmm. it, COVID is definitely not as bad as it, it was initially portrayed by just about everybody. It isn't as well, it depends it, where you get your information. Yeah. But yeah. Well, as a paramedic, I was getting my information straight from the horse's mouth. So I was getting my information from doctors that I was so working with horse in the ER. So like everyone anticipated this thing was going to be horrific. Mm-hmm. So I think it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. And I think that some of the um, um, also some of the extremes that were taken uh, potentially maybe it wouldn't have to be taken. That's Monday morning quarterbacking though. So I can't say that they were wrong in those cases because it was only after the fact that we know this or we knew that. So I know there's going to be a lot of that Monday morning quarterback 
We may have mm-hmm. beaten this COVID thing up a little too much. All I'm glad about <laughs> is that we are now on the backside, I think. Uh, of, Worldwide, of we're on thing. the backside. In yeah. the United States, mm-hmm. we're, we still have a little ways to go. You know, it's the curve is still going up in the United States. But um, but the good news is that we we've seen there are success stories out there. There are success stories, so we know that um, that uh, that that this thing is doable that we're that we're looking to do. And so, um, you know, without dragging this off off too much longer, I just hope we have uh, a reasonable response. I you know, with all due respect to the to the um, to the was it the go- the associate governor or what is it the lieutenant governor of Texas? <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. ready to sacrifice any uh, old people to you know open up the economy again. So we want to we want to make sure that we do it sensibly. Yeah, we don't want to be we don't want to overreact on the negative side. We don't want to overreact on the positive side. But if we you know there is there are error bars involved here, and so if we have to make an error, you know. I, I think it's, it makes more sense to be on the safe on, you know, better safe than sorry. You know, well, you that's know, the popular um, saying for, for good reason, the uh, governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, he was like hailed as like a hero for his, he was on the front on the front. He was like right. in the, you know, one of the lead, you know, for, national leaders right. in, the, in, in, in taking care of things. And that was because the, because Ohio had a strong response and a suit and a quick response too. That was a, that was another thing that, that, uh, you know, again, not pointing fingers, but obviously I am. Um, you know, if we, if we had a if we had a much earlier start in in taking in tackling this issue, then you know we'd be a lot further along in the process here. And and so, um, yeah. So, but but the governor of Ohio was there was a strong and a quick response. And and I and when I read about that in the news, I was like, oh, that is an awesome. And that's, you know, though, that's, that's there great. were there were also completely back open. Everything's open back up. Everything, restaurants, um, the casino opens back up uh, tomorrow. So okay, so every, we'll, we'll, every, so we'll see. We'll see if that's well. Right. Time will tell. Time will tell if that was a reasonable response. So every every single thing is back open, and now we're uh, going about our business not as normal though. I mean, you right. know, still in church. We're 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 you know uh, just doing some general precautions and doing some things. Mm-hmm. We have an, you know, hot, a lot of churches have a high elderly population. And so, I mean, we have a lot of elderly folk in our church. And so, you know, it was important for us to, to do some of these things. Um, but well, anyhow. I, I hope, I hope things, I hope things prove to turn out well in Ohio for yeah, you. Yeah, me too. So on to some more news. Very. <laughs> yeah. Is there but, something else been going yeah, on lately yeah, besides this COVID uh, stuff? Less, less divisive too. This is really, really less divisive and uh, mundane and just kind of, I don't know. I don't right, know if it's yeah. even worth bringing up, but evidently, yeah. um, yeah, we, we've had some issues here in the States, uh, particularly in your neck of the woods, buddy. Um, we had a Minneapolis. Well, this time, right? Uh, so there was an, there was another black man murdered, right? So so in this time it was in in Minneapolis, and that and that and that just struck when when that happened, that just struck me right to the core. Because, you know, you get this idea of your home, of your you know, we in Minnesota we like to feel like we we take care of ourselves, uh, take care of each other, um, and and that it's a caring environment, and 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 uh, and then something like this happens, and it exposes that no. It's just as bad here as it, it is everywhere mm. else, and so in 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 some ways, um, you know, 
what I just described in Minnesota is, is really the way it, the way it is. I mean, like days after the, this event, you know, the George Floyd event happened, uh, you know, of course there was riots and, and, uh, destruction happening for days. Uh, but then immediately there were just waves and waves of people coming in and, and bringing each other aid and, you know, cleaning up and so on. I'm, I'm not trying to say that, you know, we're, we're perfect. Obviously we're not clearly, clearly that's not the case. Right. <laughs> um, it, you know, it just it just struck me right to the core. They say, "Yes, this can happen every day here, just like everywhere else." And so, and I don't know what what's your what's your take so, on that whole yeah, deal? The, there, I think the first thing that bothered me about the whole thing was this: the first thing that anybody thought of, and probably everybody thought of. I'm painting a broad brush here. I know. Okay, was that it was racism. Why, why is that? You so, think that's... Yeah, so, so do we have any reason? Well, at least at the time. Do well, we have see, any so reason oh, I, to believe I see what you was, mean. Right? I see what you so mean. So, like, like, to me, that was, that, was, that was bothersome to me. It was obviously bothersome to me, the event taking place to begin with, right? I, I, I hate the, the, the fact right. that I even have to qualify that. That's another thing that bothers me. Of course, this thing is crazy wrong. Why do I have to qualify that? But, but it what, what was not as equally um, upsetting to me, but still upsetting to me, was the fact that it was just immediately assumed it was racism. Now, if well, I if yeah, I had- yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. Clear um, from from the information we see on you know you see a man killing another man. Okay. And, and so obviously that, you know, that's going to, that's going to strike down to, you know, to somebody's emotional center right there. And, and so there's going to be strong responses. It's, it's easy to look at a white cop killing a black man and come to the conclusion that it's racist. And, um, I didn't know that police officer. Um, obviously there, there's, a history involved and, and so on. But that that's not really the point is whether or not there's a racist cop on the street. The problem is, uh, is sy- systemic racism. And, you know, there's tons of evidence to show that that's a well, that, problem. That would have so, to be and, a and whole so, new podcast because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that's the case. <laughs> right. So we, we may have to do a whole podcast on, on that. Um, uh, Right. Yeah, okay. Well, you're, I mean, you're saying that there's not systemic racism? I, yeah. I, what I would say is this. I would say there's – because here's what we have to make sure we define very clearly is the difference be, between – now, look, I, I'm not giving an, any one particular situation, but we have to distinguish be, between perceived racism and actual racism. Right. So what if, if it's so if someone, the data shows that that in like in Minnesota, uh, I, I don't have the exact figure, but it was it, I, it was around three times as many uh, a black uh, a black suspect for the same crime in the same situation is three times as likely to die as a result of the interaction with the police. OK. And so you don't think. What I th- that has anything to do with well, what I think is that you have to take every instance on its own merit, 
it, because every in, there's there well, are then, no then we're talking about are, anecdotal situations like and there we are know no, that that's not hold evidence. On. There are no two situations exactly alike. There are a lot like and listen, this could be a this is probably a whole nother podcast because no, there's a lot of things. No, it's not. <laughs> listen, my dad was a police officer for 35 years. Granted, I wasn't, but I had do have some insight into uh, the mind of a police officer. I was around police officers. Uh, uh-huh. For a while, my brother is a police officer, so I, okay. I have a little bit of an idea about what's going on. I'm not saying definitively that 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 isn't the case, but I'm also saying that in my mind, the jury's still out because a lot of times people perceive something to be racist that isn't, and I could tell you that based on experience. Because if we're going to define racism as uh-huh. a moral component. Like I am intentionally um, um, being prejudiced, biased, hateful, bigoted towards someone be- just uh-huh. because of the color of their skin. If that's how we define racism or, or their ethnicity, if that's how we define it, the, uh-huh. the moral component is intent. Okay, so there somebody might perceive something to be racist that really isn't at all. And I'll give you one example before we move on. If you want to say something about that's fine, but then obviously this would we could have a whole thing on this. So if if I own a a little drugstore or you know a little pharmacy uh, Mm -hmm. grocery store, and it's been robbed four times in the last year by by teenagers, Mm -hmm. and somebody comes in and they look shady. Right. If they're African-American and, and, and I, I keep it an extra close eye on them, I'll be accused of racism. If they're, See, if they're white, that, that's wait, why wait, 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 let me finish. If they're white, okay, finish up. If they're white and they look shady, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep my eye on them because I've been robbed four times in the last year by teenagers. What is it they have in common? They, they're teenagers and they look shady. It's got nothing to do with ethnicity. It's got nothing to do with the color of their skin. For me, anyhow, if I'm the owner okay. of that shop. So what you have to prove is not just I'm I'm somehow you've been discriminated against because you I think you could discriminate against someone without moral intent. Okay, I think racism is a stronger word that has a moral com- more of a moral component to it. Okay, well, so when we're yeah, and so what you were describing is an anecdotal situation. You're a shop owner, and you you respond whether it's rational or irrational is a separate issue. You respond to the experiences that you've had or that you've perceived. Okay, and so we're not talking, and that's why it's important to distinguish between pointing at a person and saying you are a racist versus looking at systemic racism. You can't argue with the evidence. Okay, if uh, suspects for committing you know, in similar situations, if one group is three times more likely to die in police custody than than another group, then there clearly is something going on there. I'm not pointing at an individual cop. I'm not pointing at any of the 50 cops that you knew when when you were growing up with your dad or whatever and saying that they're racist. They may not might not have been. Okay, systemic racism is a different it's a it's a it's a social problem, not so an individual problem, and maybe include, not even. Would you include in that black police officers on black suspects, 
or does is that not included in what you would like consider systemic racism? I'm not talking about individual police officers. That's my entire point. Well, but here's the thing. If we're I'm talking the racism, system. if we're talking racism, though, it's about the color of your skin, right? So is it possible for an African-American to be racist against another African-American? Well, of course it is. What, but we're if, not talking about individual is? racism here. It, if we talk about the color of your skin, so, so, so he, he's prejudiced against his own kind? Like he's. He, you he, don't think that's possible? Uh, I suppose. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, but I'm asking: is are, are those so is all that included in it? But that's not. But that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about systemic racism. All right. Well, make your last point. Make your point. As we got to move on, you can't, you or can't, we'll never. You can't argue with the data. You well, can't argue with the data. Right. So bring your data. Bring your data. <laughs> all right. Listen. Okay. If you have a slam dunk case, bring your data. When we do the the, th- I'm not. Listen. I'm not saying definitively that there isn't. I'm just saying the stuff that I've seen suggests it's not this slam dunk. And if you think it is, great. Then bring it, and I'll jump on board oh, with you. Oh, jeez! What? All right. What's well, wrong? We're off to a blazing start here. Uh, well, I'm just saying, if you think <laughs> it's a slam dunk, then it should be an easy podcast. So bring your information, and if it's reliable, if if it's if it's based on your normal, you know, federal government statistics or this or that from those one of those reliable sources, fine. Then we will we wow. will we will talk about it. Wow. What are you wowing okay. about? I'm just not convinced. I, I am, just I lack a belief. Here. I lack a belief in systemic racism. So wow. when I'm that's that's exactly what when, I'm wowing uh, at. When I'm presented with that the evidence thing that you just said, that's it. Well, when I'm presented with enough evidence of Oof. said thing, then I'll jump on board with you. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll I, I'm see. not. I'm not. I'm not confident that that will happen at all. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. anyhow. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I know. You... I'm saying I'm not confident that will happen. <laughs> so you, uh, we want to talk also too about. Um, um, I don't know. Did you want to? Um, where where do you want to go from here? Because there's a few other things. I don't know if you wanted to hit all of those points. Uh, let's. Uh, well, hey, let's. Go into we we were talking we did we uh, had a discussion on circular reasoning. Mm-hmm. Let's let's listen to that. All right, all right. Ready for, should yep. we should we do that? Sure. All let, right. Let's, so let's do roll it. that. Harvey, roll, roll the tape. Roll that beautiful bean footage. This is the main event. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Uh, glad you're joining us here at the Got It Up podcast. Today is a very special day. I'm <laughs> licking my chops because Scott is going to uh, he's going to bring out um, an argument that he has been looking at and thinking about, uh, polishing up a little bit. And it's something that is just a little um, different. It's unique. It's something that <laughs> might be out there. Uh, in a way, uh, but it's not a Maybe traditional not argument. Right, right. Maybe not in this kind of. Uh, well, it's not really a formal format that we're that we're presenting today. But it, might, you know, the ideas are kind of are going to be floating out there. But maybe it's in a in a new kind of. Yeah, format. I'm not. I'm not trying to like 
Listen, take the credit, Scott. Take it, buddy. I love it. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm not trying to give you any more credit than you don't deserve. Uh. I'm just trying to be fair about it. This is not something that you see. Uh, at least I haven't run across this kind of argumentation. Uh-huh. And um, so it's new. It's a little different for me. And so, but today is the kind of the first day or the first time where, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time we're focused on my arguments. And right. so now we're going to focus on your argument a little exactly. bit. And yep. so, I'll, so be in, I'll be in the firing range here. I'll you can get uh, to tackle the beast. <laughs> so, uh, why don't we, uh, Scott, why don't you start us off by talking a little bit? Let's lay some foundation, some groundwork, because okay. your, your main, the main part of your argument focuses on this idea of circular reasoning or a circular argument. So why don't you right. briefly give us a little rundown of what that is and maybe an example of it? Sure, sure. So a circular argument basically, well, just like it says, I mean, it, it's it's an argument that's in the form of a circle. And so what that means is that um, it's, a, it's a type of reasoning which the, the conclusion is supported by the premises, which is normally the case. Uh, but then also um, the premises are actually, you, you need to already assume the conclusion to get to the premises. So they kind of support each other. The premises support the conclusion and the conclusion is what supports, uh, you know, our, our confidence in the, in the premises. And of course that makes, um, that makes a, a circle, you know, it's, it's a, a circular kind of format there. And, and sometimes it's called begging the question. Um, begging the question is, is, a uh, um, when you, when the conclusion kind of shows up in the premises. Okay. And so it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, one, a very simple example, and this is a, a, a meme that you can see on, on, um, uh, social media every once in a while pops up, especially on, you know, religious and atheist based, um, groups is, uh, the napkin religion. Okay. If you, if you did a Google search just for napkin religion, I'm sure you'd see it. And basically it's just a picture of a napkin and on the napkin, it says uh, the napkin argument or the napkin religion is true because it says so on the napkin. And the idea there is that um, there's this probably made up, you know, religion called the napkin religion. And so and the, the scripture for that religion is written on this napkin. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, uh, you know, so we know that the napkin religion is true because it says so right there on the napkin. And we know that the napkin is trustworthy because it's the sacred scripture, you know, handed straight down from the, you know, the, the napkin, linen, the napkin the, king himself, right? The giant paper towel in the sky, and uh, so, so, so that's a that's an example of a of a kind of a, a short uh, or a small uh, direct circular argument. The the it it just supports itself basically, and it does like, really it really does seem to be intuitive. Like when you hear something like that, even if you don't know what it's called, you're like, right. well, that doesn't make sense, you know. Right, so this right. is one of those fallacies where you don't have to dig very deep, uh, right, Before right, it yeah. presents its ugly head, yep. Right, and and an an even simpler format of that would be just me if I were to say, uh, I'm always right. And, and so I'm directly referring back to myself. So I, I know that I'm always right because I just said I'm always right. Well, how can I believe what I just said? Well, we can believe what I just said because we've already You're established right. that I'm yeah. already I'm always right. And so so that's a, a you know a very <laughs> tight circle on that one. 
Um, another another more more intricate and more complicated example would be, uh, and I just kind of, you know, picked up the Beatles. Out, you know, I grabbed them out of thin air. So we're talking. Let's say we're talking about the Beatles and Who? and um, <laughs> the you know the bunch of small little bugs that are crawling oh, around right, on the floor. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I I hear that it was also the name of a musical group, and there was four four performers in the musical group. And so so let's say the some for some reason let's say that the Beatles are claiming that they're always right. You know, um, and I'm not going to do the the voices here, but let's but um, you know if the Beatles are claiming that they're always right, and so what we do is we walk up to John Lennon, we say John. Why, why would you believe that the Beatles are always right? And, and uh, Paul, uh, John would say, well, Paul says that the Beatles are always right. Okay. And so then, we, we, okay, well, let's, let's move on to Paul then. So Paul, why do you, why do you think that the Beatles are always right? And, and Paul says, well, George says that the Beatles are always right. Oh, okay. So then we go over to George and we say, well, George, why do you think the Beatles are always right? And he says, oh, Ringo is the one who's always right. And so then we go over to Ringo and Ringo says, oh, well, John says that the Beatles are always right. So there it's a little more elaborate circle it's there. Come it's come full it's, circle. Yep. Exactly. Full circle. And so they're not referring to themselves. They're not. It's not like the simple case when I said I'm always right. It's it's so we have a group of them and we might call this a cumulative case. And so what we're saying is it's not one. It's not one Beatles uh, voice that we're l- just listening to here. It's the collection. It's it's a it's a uh, we're presenting it as if it were a collection of, of evidence supporting this conclusion that uh, the Beatles are always right. But but when we set it up that way, when we you know we we specifically set it up to look like a circle, right? And so that makes the circle all that much more apparent. So so that would be an example of a slightly more uh, complex or complicated circle. I mean, because because really. You know, if any one of them is right, then the rest of them will be right because then because it'll follow the chain, you know, along the right. circle. But really, we, we need something to kind of prop it up. Right. So it's a, so if it's 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 kind of like, um, well, you know, it's kind of like pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't really do that. Right. <laughs> you can I can I can lift other people by their bootstraps, but I can't lift myself up. And, and so it's so it's kind of the same thing. You need to have some at least something has to be supported by something other than just the circle. Right. Um, and one, one place that I hear this and I know that you don't say this, but but I have heard it before from Christians. And I'm not saying this is necessarily common, but I, I'm saying that I oh, have no. heard it and it, and it, it's, and it, no, it fits it's in com- here. I'll say it. I'll say it. It's common. Is it? Unfor- is, OK. Un- so unfortunately, yes. Too many people <laughs> um, do this. Go on. Right. So, so the idea is that, you know, so, so the, you know, Christian will hold up the Bible and say, well, this is the word of God. And, um, and then we'll ask, okay, so why, why do you think that that's the word of God? And it's a, well, they say, cause it says in here that it's the word of God. And so, well, well, how do you know that that's true? How do you know that what's written in the Bible is true? And then they'll say, uh, because it's the word of God and God never lies or something along those lines. And so obviously they're saying that they know it's true because they're assuming it's true, basically. And so so that's an example of a circular argument. So that's now, what we're going to be talking about here. Now, somebody like myself might say, well, the Bible's true. And you ask, well, why do you say that? And I'll say, well, because the Bible says so. Uh-huh. But then I would go further and I would present reasons why I think the Bible is inerrant, why I think the Bible is historically reliable. And so I would be giving other evidences outside of that circle. 
right. to try, so that to, would, try to support that. Yeah. So, that's, so you're, 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 that's what I mean before when I said you have to have something supporting it from, right. from outside of the circle. So you right. can't just use just the, well, the Bible says it and the Bible's always right. And I know that because the Bible says so. You, know, you can't just have that right. by itself. Um, and so you would have to support that with, so, so obviously that, that particular part of the argument you have to toss out. Right. And but then, like you said, you you could would have the opportunity then to come in to give non circular arguments that would prop up that conclusion. Right. So now, what we're dealing with tonight is um, this idea that there are certain arguments for God's existence that would be considered circular, and 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 what um, Scott, what your argument basically is in in general now you correct me here if if at any point i'm wrong okay it's it's the idea that something cannot be the cause of of anything if it doesn't exist obviously if 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 um if god doesn't exist then obviously he couldn't have caused any anything because obviously nothing right. can do nothing so um right. and and the idea f- for this is we're talking about different indirect arguments so we're not using um direct line of evidence say if if scott uh saw me kill someone he just saw me stick the knife in the guy's chest that would be considered direct evidence you were right there you saw it happen and that's right. not what we're dealing with here we're going to deal with some more indirect arguments for God's existence. And so what we're dealing with is, is evidence in where we have to make an inference from that evidence. We have to, right. you know, we have to say, okay, here's what we see. Uh, and, and we can't directly tie it, but we could say maybe that's the best inference to the explanation or, or I mean that, you know, so we could say something along those lines that would be considered like an indirect argument. Um, right. And so basically you say that if, if you, if we can only posit a thing as a cause, if we assume it exists first. So we have to assume that this thing exists before we could say it caused anything. Right. right? Okay. So, um, and if we begin um, the, the whole argument by assuming our conclusion. So if we, if we begin the argument, um, basically believing that God exists, uh, we can't then go on to say that, that these things are the case if in fact God does not exist. Right. That's, that is what is making it circular. Um, yeah. So, and, um, yeah, yeah. We, I, we, you know, I, I would, I would just, uh, interject here and just say that, um, obviously we're going to be discussing this within the context of, uh, you know, the God question, but, but it, I would say you know, I, it, it's not something that's specific to, uh, to a god. I mean, this would this kind of art, this kind of uh, a flaw could apply to um, any time that we're trying to prove that something exists, and 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 it's in cases where we don't already have other more you know direct evidence or other kinds of evidence that uh, that this thing exists. And so basically, we have this conundrum, we have this problem. And we're suggesting, oh, well, maybe this is a solution to that problem. Maybe this caused the universe. Maybe this is why, you know, um, you know, the life is so diverse. Or you know, we're, we're suggesting that this is a that this is a, a solution to the problem. Um, 
but in order to even suggest it, we have to assume that it exists, which you've, you've said already. So that, yeah, right. I thought your, your, um, your description was uh, pretty, pretty spot on there. Good. I, I would hope so. Cause I'm reading from our outline. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so um, I could I could tell there was an un, there was an understand a spark of understanding in your words like, there. You're like, man, that sounds almost as if I was saying it. Wow, I was. I am right. convinced. You convinced me. You convinced me. <laughs> okay, so now that we've kind of laid that out, um, uh-huh. let's so talk break out a, the fine tooth comb now and yeah, let's, let's, uh, talk let's pick a, it apart. Let's talk a little bit about this. And okay. I know that you and I had talked a little bit before, and and we had talked about how these claims um, that they apply to th- existence claims, and so uh, one of the things we talked about before was the idea of a brother, right? You said that that um, we could say like, um, well, what was it that you said? Lay that br- hold the whole brother argument out. Uh, um, it was well. Let's say that we lived in a world where the concept of a brother was foreign. You know, we had never. There was no reason that we would think that people had brothers. And and so then I say, you know, I say, hey, somebody took my cupcake or or something like that. And then you say, maybe it was your brother. And so, because brother, because we know that brothers take things, and and so what we're doing there, if if we're trying to use this as an argument to prove that brothers exist, well, obviously brothers exist because brothers take cupcakes, and my cupcake is gone, and so we're suggesting the brother as a solution to that mystery, right? To that, to that, you know, we can't figure out what happened to the cupcake, and so we suggest this idea. But if there are no brothers, then brothers don't take cupcakes, and if brothers right. don't take cupcakes, then that can't be a suggested possibility. You, know, so, you can't just you can't just pick random words and then oh right, that's right, a that's a possible solution. Right, right. No, that makes sense. So, but my I, I I would say then, or my question would be, what if we um, imagined that the possibility of this thing called a brother exists? It would be a sibling. Okay, mm-hmm. of a, of of a child. Let's just say right. every every single family so far in this universe, there's only been one person in the family. Uh, there have okay. been never multiple. So there's no there's no brothers. We, we, these things don't exist. But if we grant the possibility that a brother could exist, mm-hmm. couldn't we conceptualize an idea of a brother even mm-hmm. if one didn't exist? For sure. Yeah. So how would that be different than just um, thinking about, okay, there's a possibility that a thing, this thing called God exists. Uh Let's start from that. Not saying one does exist and then using, trying to use evidence to prove it. Just saying, Mm -hmm. oh, this is a possibility, much like the possibility of a brother exists. And now we can you know, we can um, deduce from that point that that the brother did it or ate the cupcake right, or right. got it. Yeah, because there's certainly nothing stopping us from conjecturing or proposing or saying that there or, or imagining, like you said, that there might be these things called brothers. And so so when we're if we're talking about the existence of a brother, there's really three different possibilities. Either we can demonstrate that there are brothers 
And uh, if we're relying on that, then obviously it's a circular argument. If we have to demonstrate there are brothers at the beginning of the argument, and that's our conclusion at the end, then clearly, you know, that's the most obvious case of a circular argument. If we've, if we've demonstrated that there are brothers, then this is a circular argument. Uh, or we could maybe demonstrate that there are no brothers. And if, if that's the case, then it's just a non-starter. I mean, if, if we've already demonstrated that there are no brothers, then clearly the conclusion is going to be false, that there are brothers. And so, but what you're suggesting is, well, what if we're in that, what if, you know, what if we, what if we, what if we don't know, you know, what if we're not sure if there's no brothers, we can imagine a brother and we can suggest it. So if we imagine a brother, that's not going to affect my cupcake. Okay. I think we can agree on that. What, whether or not we can imagine brothers is not going to affect the cupcake. What's going to affect the cupcake is if there really are brothers or not. Now, certainly we can imagine things that don't exist. Right. And we can imagine things that do exist. Right. Okay. So, so just the fact alone that we can imagine something is not enough for us to come to the conclusion that they either exist or they don't. So what, what that puts us in is a position where we have to say, if, bro- okay, so we don't, we haven't demonstrated that they do exist. We haven't demonstrated that they don't exist. And so we have to, we have to, uh, to couch the way we're presenting it, we're saying, okay, well, if brothers do exist, then we, then we're going to be allowed to present this as a possibility. So, so what we have to do, so, so our conclusion then won't be brothers exist or we, or not. I mean, we haven't, or, or we haven't proven it. What we'd have to do is when we get to the conclusion, then we would have to have that if tied on there. Right. Cause if, if we're, if we're assuming that brothers exist for the sake of argument, Mm-hmm. If you do that in a logical argument, then your conclusion at the end is only true if that assumption happens to be true. So that so basically what we end up with is we're saying if brothers exist, then brothers exist. Right. So I would I wonder, like, could we support that, um, that the conclusion that brothers exist based on other other evidence though so like let's say that definitely we're trying to figure out how this cupcake was gone mm-hmm. and and we were thinking about things to say well the house was was locked up and the only people that have a key to the house are family and mm-hmm. um um and um I, I did i did see this or i did see that and and so we narrow things down and and, mm-hmm. and come to the conclusion that well, I don't think that someone broke in because there's no evidence of that. And uh-huh. I don't think that this thing happened or that thing happened. So what seems most likely is that maybe I do have a brother after all. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, so, so so what we're doing there is we're saying, um, so we're putting, in, we're putting ourselves in a position where we're saying either um, somebody broke in or this thing or that thing, or a brother. Okay, so so what we do is we, we set up, it's a four-way decision there. Either it's A, B, C, or brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if we, if we can eliminate A and eliminate B and eliminate C, then that would seem to leave brother as the only possibility there. Mm-hmm. And the reason that, so that's just a process of elimination. You know, that's something, you know, it's one of the first, lines of reasoning you learn as a child is the, mm-hmm. is the process of elimination. Right. And, and, you know, they even show animals that, that can um, figure out where balls are or treats are by eliminating places where it's not. And so, so this is a very old 
uh, form of reasoning, this process of elimination. Uh, but if we eliminate A, B, and C, the reason that A, or I'm sorry, the reason then that brother would be the would be demonstrated would be that um, we've come to a contradiction, right? So, so it's kind of like a um, a reductio ad absurdum. What do you mean by contradiction? Well, so we say that, well, it has to be A, B, or C, and we've shown that it can't be A, B, or C. And so what that means then is that one of our assumptions was wrong. And so, yeah, we could say one of the possibilities was brother, but we also have to entertain the possibility because, because reductio ad absurdum doesn't say anything particular other than one of your assumptions was wrong. Okay. And so there might be possibility. Maybe there was different situations. Maybe there's new uh, technology breaking into people's houses. So maybe it was a, right. So we just in, didn't realize that. In the, or right, may, or maybe that. it was a form of B that we didn't realize or C, or maybe there was a fifth possibility that we, that we hadn't recognized. Right. And so in science, we, we do this in science all the time, right? Is, mm-hmm. is I hear this all the time from people. They're like, mystery's okay. It's okay. We love mysteries. We love questions. We love things not being certain. You know, it's just that kind of, it, it whets the appetite of, of that kind of personality. And this idea that, that it might be something that we just haven't discovered yet, or we just don't know yet, or we don't maybe have the, faculties to understand or or observe or whatever that is a possibility but obviously what we're working with here is is ultimately at least most of the time in in the arguments that i deal with we're working on what is what is most reasonable Mm -hmm. okay using like Bayes theorem okay what's the most reasonable conclusion and so it's not a b or c so we're either stuck with brother or unknown so I mean, right. is that I mean, you're okay with that? Like or, getting well, to that possibility? Or, well, see, basically, what we have to do if we have four possibilities, and you know, we want to show that it's the fourth one. And I'm not trying to deflect from your point. I'll come back to that um, after I uh, say this part here. If we if we want to show that if we want to use the process of elimination, we have to do two things. The first thing is we have to show that these are the only four possibilities. Okay, we, yep. we have to show that there are no other possibilities that we didn't think of, okay? And the second thing we have to show is that, in fact, it is not A, B, or C, that we were correct about that. So we have to demonstrate that there's no other possibilities that we haven't thought of, which can be a very difficult thing to to prove. And we have to show that uh, the A, B, and the C were not the possibilities. So I said we were going to – was that – did that that address what you were saying? Or I wanted to make sure that I addressed your point. It does, because what we're talking about, if you think about specifically, think about the fine-tuning argument, right? So the mm-hmm. fine-tuning argument is exactly that. We're saying, okay, that we see this fine-tuning, and, and most people don't deny this is fine-tuning. Or, or and what we mean by fine-tuning, if you listen to our fine-tuning, just means that this is things are set up perfectly for, for our uh, life. It doesn't mean there's a tuner out there or it doesn't assume God. It just says, hey, everything is perfect for life. And that's right. I wouldn't, us. I wouldn't I wouldn't use the phrase set up. I would just say the way things are are what we need to survive. Right. Basically. It, it seems exceptionally perfect for life. Right. And right. so so the, and that surprised us. And so we had this, okay, what what could it be? Well, it could be by necessity that the universe had to be this way. It could be no other way. 
it or it could be a chance that just so happens that man this is what we ended up with hey we're pretty lucky or mm-hmm. design right so those are the three options um and i think that when you and i talked about the fine tuning one of the things that kept being brought up is this idea of but you haven't eliminated all the possibilities right and, and i said well if if and when there's another possibility bring it We'll put it on the table and we'll consider it. And so I think one of my big beefs with that discussion was that we don't know what we don't know. And so right. in, in, if we're going to have a, like an honest discussion about these kind of things, we have to deal with what we know mm-hmm. um, and, and what is presented before us. And then just like in science, just we'll keep things open to the possibility that there's maybe something else down the road. But as I scoured the literature in the fine tuning, I could see no other um, category. There wasn't a fourth category. It was either necessity, chance or design. And so um, that's one of the arguments that that you had um, um, brought in as one of the arguments you thought this might apply to. Uh-huh. And so maybe you could address that at this point since we're talking about the fine tuning. Sure, sure. Okay, so like we said, you need to do two things if you want to use this process of elimination. You need to show that there are no po- other possibilities you have, that you haven't thought of. And just because nobody has said anything doesn't mean that we've shown that there are no other possibilities. All we've shown there is that nobody's thought of any other possibilities. If that's the case, uh, you know, I, I haven't done a ton of uh, research on this looking looking for is there a fourth possibility, but we could, you know, there are other things that we could suggest maybe that there's some kind of naturalistic, uh, you know, reason that's not random and it's not, ne- you know, necessary. Well, I think the point okay. is, if we're going to have a discussion, though, about mm-hmm. these things, is that you could always say, well, maybe it's something we don't know. You could all and not necessarily. You would, you would you would be in an eternal state of skepticism. Well, with most of the things we're talking about, even science, th- there is very little in science that we have this Cartesian certainty. Or um, you could always say, "Well, it might be this," or "Well, it might be that." I think my problem is, is I, I think that if if we're going to move forward on on these kind of arguments, I mean, we as like all of us, you know, uh, this community of people discussing these things, then, then, then yes, we could leave a category for, well, it might be this, but right. And, but and, and until in many somebody cases- brings something forward as a possibility, um, that can't be the default position. Well, because there's a, a I, I, category yeah, I, I, of mm, we don't know, then we're going to have to go with uh, we don't know. Right. So, yeah, I didn't say that would be the default. cat. Well, I mean, the default category might be we don't know. Um, but there are circumstances where you can demonstrate that you've listed all the possibilities. So, for example, um, let's say we were talking about integers, right? And we'll go into my domain a little bit here and integers. OK. And so that was a math joke, by the way, my domain. Never mind. So, <laughs> so, 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 if we're if we're talking about integers, uh, if I'm if I'm given a particular integer, and I'm trying to show whether it is a um, a composite number or a prime number, 
Okay. So those, if I can show that it's not a composite number, then the only other option I, you know, I can show that those are the only two options that composite numbers and prime numbers are the only possibilities for integers. Okay. We can demonstrate that there is no other possibility other than those two, or we could do the same thing with even and odd to make it a little simpler, even and odd. You know, those are, those are the only options we can have for, uh, real integers. Okay. Couldn't we say though, um, but there might be something we haven't thought of yet. No. Yes, we because we can, that's we can, what, yes, we can. You can say that. You can say that, right? But, but it's be, not going to advance. Wrong. It's not going to advance the conversation any. That is a conversation right. starter stopper to because, say. Well, but listen, we can prove that that's false mathematically. But you, but there could be something out there that we haven't thought of that would make that true, and you right, can't but, prove but that we otherwise. Can pr- we can prove that it is not otherwise. We can prove that those are the only two possibilities. And I agree with it. you. I agree with right. you. But what I'm saying yeah. is, is, is when we got into this discussion with the fine tuning, this a lot of times seemed to me like what was happening is it was, uh, but there's something out there we might not know. Well, right. I, I, because I, you hadn't shown that there couldn't be. Well, that, but that's a you different situation. That's a different situation so than, is there than the even else and odd. Other than logic and mathematics, where you can have n- nothing else. So you're telling me that? Yeah. So okay. So basic. Okay. So that's fine. Logic and mathematics. That's fine. No, there are other things outside of logic and mathematics where okay. you can you, you you can demonstrate that there are no other possibilities. Like what? Like if I could say, um, if if I wanted to suggest that. Either I'm taller than you or I'm not. Okay. Those are the only possibilities. No, you I, could be the same height. Then I would not be taller than you. That would be in the not category. Okay. I'm right. not taller than you. Okay. So so in that case, you know, that's a that's a true dichotomy there. So so we can so in that case we can demonstrate that there are no other possibilities. So to take that and apply it to uh, the fine tuning. You you said that it could be um, what were the necessity you, you three options necessity chance or design chance or design. Okay, so uh, an, an, another way to phrase that would be it could be necessity or it could be chance or it could be something else. And, right, and so D- if design that, if that, if or that, something that, else. Right, right. So if that if if we set up that third option so that it encompasses all of the things that we didn't think of, then. You know, clearly, you, it's 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 impossible for there to be something that won't fit into one of those three categories, right? So, so if you say if you specify the three categories, if you say um, uh, necessity, chance, or design, then you're you're saying that you're making a statement that those are the only three things. That's not a true trichotomy in this case, right? That's not a true trichotomy because we haven't demonstrated that there's no other possibilities. Okay. I just now, would, I just would, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You weren't finished. Now, so now in addition to that, in addition to that, we would also need to show that it can't be necessity and we would also need to show that it can't be chance if we want to come to the conclusion that it was designed. So even if we were able to eliminate, so, so that one failed on both fronts. So not only could we not, you know, not only could we uh, eliminate any fourth possibility, we couldn't do that. 
instead of instead of proving that there was no fourth possibility, we relied on, well, nobody's thought of one yet. Well, that's, you know, that's an argument from ignorance then. Okay, so just because we haven't come up with the answer doesn't mean that there is no answer. Well, no, I get that. I, I guess what right. I guess what and may we might be digressing here, okay, on this oh, I, on, on this argument. I, I don't know. I might be pulling the, uh, this argument a different way than maybe it should. But like mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm trying to get at is why do why do these things have to be completely eliminated? Why can't it be more probable than not? You know what I'm saying? Uh, of the three options, this seems to, you know, we have three options. Of the three options, mm-hmm. this seems to be the best one. Well, see, because then, then we're introducing a subjective element, which is totally irrelevant. It doesn't matter what's, you know, and I know that you say that when you talk about it seems this way, what you mean is we should be able to justify it. If you could justify it, then that would then do that and let's see what happens. That might help. It might not help. Um, if we could say, well, we can't eliminate any of these three. We still haven't, first of all, if if we were only looking at these three options and we want to say, well, which of these three options do we think is the most likely? We're still not p- comparing it to a possible fourth option. Maybe if we found a fourth option, then it might be, you know, it's it might be one of those things where you look at and say, oh, boy, it was staring me in the face the whole time. I don't know why we didn't think of this. But you we know, don't this live fourth like option. that, though, do we? I mean, we don't live like that, do we? I mean, we don't we don't suspend our lives because there's a possibility of something else that that, that might happen, don't we? Right. We usually right. look look at the evidence. It, or right. or whatever it is, make a decision based on the best of what our faculties and the information we have, and we mm-hmm. go from there. We, and we usually right. we, try we to do leave that. the door open, uh, exactly. You know, f- for further things, further discoveries. Or I change my mind as I get older. Heaven forbid, right. I talk about being older, but as I get older, I'm finding that certain opinions of mine and certain views start to change a little bit as you, you know, as right. life piles on and you learn a little bit more, uh, you know, things change. Yeah. So we always have to yeah. leave the door open for that. So, but what I'm saying so, is, so is that- what you're saying is we don't live, our, we, we need to make it, we need to go, we need to pull the trigger here, right? We got, we need to make a choice. And so, yeah, you're right. We don't live our lives that way, but I don't think it would be controversial for me to say, Hey, we are wrong frequently. Okay, and so we're not talking about what we're not we're not talking about here. We got to choose one. We we got to solve this problem. That that's what the people mean when they say it's okay to be to to not know, because the option of not knowing is forcing an answer that you that you aren't justified in, in coming to that conclusion. It's better to just stop and say I don't know, rather than trying to force a possibly bad solution. Right you know, or into the, right. Into, into the no, blank. I, mean, that, that, I get that. That makes sense. But when we mm-hmm. talk about life and going through life, um, right. sometimes we don't have the option. Well, I'm just going to suspend uh, everything. We're going to stop and we're going to wait until a, an option fits perfectly. Right. And, yeah. And, and, and if somebody, and also, if, if somebody was, I'm sorry, I was going to say it also uh, what uh, appears to me, it might appear to me that this is a perfect. Listen, this has happened to me a couple times where I've been like, "Oh, this is perfect," and someone else is like, "No, it's not. No, no, it's not." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, trust me, right?" And uh, ends up maybe not being the right choice. But then there have been other times where I'm like, right. "No, I think this does look really good," and it turns out um, to be the case that well, I was right. Um, it, but 
that's how we have to. And that's what I'm saying. When we talk about the arguments for God's existence, yeah, you could take the position of we just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but, I, I, but I don't know that that's the position you would take. I, I know that we've talked about this before that you just haven't, you know, they're, they're, you're just not convinced that evidence hasn't, you haven't seen sufficient evidence to believe in X, Y, or Z. But um, I know a lot of people who have been convinced by the evidence. Anyhow, I digress. Right. Let's but get we're, back but we're not, to. We're not, we're not talking about what would somebody do. We're, we're talking, the, the, the focus of what we're talking about here is the truth of the matter. We're, we're, we're talking about the truth of the matter. So we can't, if somebody were to hold a gun at my head and say, choose one of these three options, I would choose one of the three options. Okay. That's not, we're not talking about what somebody would do if they were just going about their lives. Right. What we're talking about is, is this true or is it not? Can we, are we justified in saying that it's true? And so in that case, you know, we, 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 since we failed both, both requirements for that process of elimination, we, we, we did not eliminate any fourth possibilities and we did not, uh, eliminate any of the other, you know, the other ones, well, the other I, possibilities again, again, that we did would, suggest. Well, I would say it doesn't fail. And I would say because I disagree with this idea that we, we have to have this fourth option open for things that we don't know about. So I, I would disagree with that. I would say no, um, it doesn't fail on both. But, but I guess, you, but you, you my, would agree I, that you have not eliminated the fourth. I, I would agree that the, I haven't eliminated any of them. What I'm saying, I, I hold on, let me slow down. What I'm saying is we're talking about Bayes' theorem, an inference to the best explanation. We're talking about what makes mm-hmm. the most sense, what's the most reasonable. I can't ever, unless we're talking about these strictly mathematical conclusions or uh, logic, like uh, law of non-contradiction, unless we're talking about things like that, it's difficult. Um, well, Bayes' theorem is a mathematical formula. It's not just a, you know, go with whatever feels good. Right, you're okay? right. But it also it, is... It's not, don't go what makes you happy, right? Uh, so, no, so we're I get not, that. That's, that's not what I'm that talking about. That that's doesn't free us up. That's what I'm, not right? what I'm talking about. What, but what I'm talking about, though, is a more probabilistic um, uh, initiative for talking about this question and not just a black and white. So how does this, your argument specifically apply to these other arguments, say for the beginning of the universe or the moral argument for God or the resurrection? Well, I'm, I'm not done <laughs> with this one yet. We're, you, you know, you brought up Bayes theorem. And so, so, you know, if you want to talk about that, we can, um, well, we I guess I guess this would lay the the groundwork for Bayes theorem. We have some people that say they use Bayes theorem that says Christianity's bunk. You have other people that use Bayes theorem and say that Christianity, yep, it passes on Bayes theorem, yep. So while it is a mathematical conclusion, the things that support that mathematical conclusion are subjective in a way, right? Based upon what you find right. appealing is evidence. That's all so, I'm saying. So clearly, so clearly that can't be used to no. judge objective truth of a matter. No, I wouldn't say it couldn't be used objectively. I, I would say that we would also have to justify your evidence. I mean, because listen, some somebody might say, no, I, I don't believe that evidence. Listen, no matter what you see, right? Like, for instance, th- there are some people that thought OJ was innocent, and there are other people that thought he was guilty of sin. 
but there's some people that you're not going to convince no matter what the evidence is. Right. So but that's so, not what we're talking about. We're not talking about whether I could pick a person off the street and convince them. We're just, dis- we're, we're discussing the objective truth. And so we have to apply logic to the situation here, not just does it feel good? I'm, okay. Listen, so, you know, that's on, not, wait, whoa, whoa. I did not say anything about something feeling good. I'm an evidentialist. I'm a classical apologist who deals in evidential okay. stuff. I'm not saying okay. anything about what feels right. good. I'm, I'm so, talking about probabilities. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. And I felt like the um, a lot of what we're talking about here is is a lot of black and white where I'm like, well, you know, people can look at this evidence several different ways and people can look at something which seems to be completely objective and they could deny that people could say two plus two is not four. They could deny that all day long and no amount of evidence would prove it to them. So, otherwise. so, so if, so if we're judging this as a deductive argument, then do you think that it's still, if we're, if we're looking at the, the, uh, uh, which one were the fine tuning. Okay. So if we were talking about the fine tuning, do you think that the, the argument that I laid out here, do you think that that's deductively invalid? As far as the argument goes? No, I think the argument is valid. Now, I'm not talking about the fine tuning. I'm, I'm talking about the argument I laid out against, you know, that, that we can't use this kind of reasoning to, to deduce, to use deductive reasoning to come to a logical conclusion of truth. No, I, yeah, I'm saying that I don't think your argument goes through. So which which step do you think it fails on, or okay, which combination so, well, of steps do you, you think it fails on? You haven't given me a, a, a step process. You basically say that if, well, we, if have we assume... Outline. Okay, so the first thing I would say is I don't assume that God exists. Okay. I only assume the possibility that God exists. Okay. And 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 that makes all the difference in the world. Cuz I'm not assuming So so we so we have we don't eliminate God from the get-go, right? And we don't we and we're not assuming that that's true, right? So so if God doesn't exist, right? Remember we're not assuming that God exists, so that means that it might be that God doesn't exist within, you know, within what, you know, the context of our discussion here. And so if God doesn't exist, could God have fine tuned the argument, uh, the universe? No, if God doesn't exist, no, he couldn't have. Okay. So that's that. So now we're in that middle ground area. So now what we're doing is, so now what we come up to is we have a situation where we're saying, if God does exist, then God could have been the, the you know, the fine could have fine tuned the universe so that means we can suggest that as a possibility and then come to that conclusion that that's the most likely conclusion. So basically, we're again, just like I said before, we're now we're arguing if there's a God, then there's a God. Uh, no. And if there's not a God, then there's not a God. No, I don't. I don't think that's what we're arguing. Right. So in the case of um, in the case of the resurrection, Okay. Mm-hmm. Take the resurrection, for instance, or the fine tuning. I don't care. What we're doing okay. is, well, let, yeah, we can we can move on to the resurrection so, if you'd like. So, if you lay out the, you know, evidence for the resurrection, okay, and, and we're asking ourselves, okay, what what we have certain set of facts. Now, I know that you would deny probably all of what I have to say are okay. basic facts, but uh, scholarship 
disagrees with that. So, but regardless, let's say I lay out, hey, there are these five points or these five different historical facts or historical points that most, almost all scholars agree on that are, it's real history. How do you mm-hmm. best explain this? Right? right. And so we have several different, tra- yeah, so bring forward your best choice, your best piece of evidence. And, um, and if we're only assuming the, the possibility, well, it, it could have been aliens, right? So, but but we could apply your argument to aliens, right? Well, For if sure. aliens don't exist, we could apply your argument to everything. Like, mm-hmm. so. But what I'm saying though is that we're only assuming the possibility of something, and then right. laying those out as options, and then as but the, your con- your conclusion is not that there's a possibility of God. That, uh, Your conclusion, conclusion is, is that there is a God. No, my conclusion is this, that's the best explanation. Okay, so there's not some kind of certainty or, or 100% certainty or some kind of Cartesian mathematical certainty of this. It's just the best explanation given well, there, the facts that certain, we have. Certain, you think that that's the reasonable conclusion. Right. You're, you're thinking the, the black and white is that you're saying this is the most reasonable conclusion. That's the black and white part. Okay, so in order for in order for that to be the most reasonable conclusion, that has to be possible, right? If, it has if that's, to be possible. If exactly, if listen, if if you're if there is no God, then your conclusion is not possible. See, we don't know if it's possible or not. We don't know if there are gods going going into the argument. Correct. Right. And so if we can't, if we haven't already shown that there are gods and it doesn't matter what you call it, if, if you want to try to do, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people misuse Bayes' theorem. It is a mathematical theorem and, and there are conclusions that you could come to based off of that. Um, it's, it's generally used in a different context than most in, in with different types of probabilities than what, what I see people like William Lane Craig doing. But so but we haven't eliminated the. I, I never said that we that that it might that it has to be aliens. Okay, but I'm not trying to prove that it was aliens. I'm not trying to prove that aliens are the most um, that make are are the most likely conclusion either. I'm not trying to prove that anything in particular is the most most likely conclusion. What I'm trying to show, and this is a black and white issue. What I'm trying to show is that you haven't demonstrated that your answer is either correct or even the most likely correct. Okay, that, our answer there is a black and white issue. So why is it, why couldn't, why couldn't that be, why couldn't that be, take for the fine tuning argument, why couldn't uh, design be the most probable explanation? That doesn't say anything about a God. It just says that the universe is, is designed. Well, it's part of a large. It's part of a larger argument that eventually leads we to know, a God. We know that things are designed, right? We've seen other things designed. We've designed things ourselves, right? You're, you're, that exists. Right. It's, it's that's a hidden. That's a hidden assumption that you're making. We're talking about the origin of the universe. So obviously, there were no people there. No. So okay. So if so if you say there was a designer, what? So so you're so what you're suggesting when you say it was designed? I didn't say anything about what the designer was like. Well, yeah, you do. You're saying that the designer is not a person, is not a human being. Okay. And so that's what you're trying to show, and that's the conclusion that you're trying to come to, and that's the con- and that's the thing that is f- is. 
forming the circular argument is in order for you to suggest that there was a designer. Well, we know that there can't be a does. In fact, you rely on the fact that you can't have a design without a designer for, for the next, for step two of that argument, right? You go on to say, well, if there was a design, there had to be a designer. Okay. So if you're suggesting that it could have been a design, then smuggled in, wrapped inside of there, and in, in the gooey nougat center of, of that sentence is the assumption that there is a designer outside of humanity. Okay, so yeah. you are suggesting that there was, and if we don't know that such a designer exists, then we can't assume that it does. We can't assume that it's possible for something to be designed so, before Earth ever existed. So how does, how, it seems to me what you're saying is we can't know until we know. No, I, what I'm saying is we can't know from this type of argument. Okay, so, so what about other claims? Like we talked a little bit about dark matter. We talked a little okay. bit about the multiverse, right? So we're talking okay. about these things that, that aren't tangible, right? You can't, right. You, can't, you can't find these things in the beaker. These things can't reach out and touch. You can't see. You, 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 scientists have, are coming to the conclusion uh, this based upon, well, well, this is the evidence, and this is what we're finding. If dark matter doesn't exist then that, that it can't be dark matter. If, if there right, isn't but, a multiverse, but, but it can't you're be. You're misrepresenting what, what's, what's being said there. Okay. So, so when we talk, when we talk about dark matter and, and so this is the, and I asked you to, if you were going to make if you were going to make statements about what scientists say that I wanted you to, to all give I'm me saying, an example. Yeah, all I'm and saying, so, and so, listen, all I'm saying is this, this is all I'm saying is that, it, is that when I turn on the discovery channel, when I mm -hmm. read different books on cosmology, when I read different popular magazines, uh, this, these kind of things are all over the place. I'm not saying that scientists say with certainty that there's a multiverse. I'm not saying scientists say with certainty that there's a thing called dark matter and this is what it is. And, that, and that's not what, what I was saying either. I know, but okay. I just want to be clear about what you think I'm right. saying. Because I think you're barking down the wrong tree. What I'm saying is that science, a lot of scientists are coming to the conclusion that this seems to be the most probable explanation. And all I'm saying is that's very similar to what that's not at all similar. God, God's that's not at are. all similar. Okay. That's not at well, all similar. I disagree. Okay. Well, you're wrong, and I can well, demonstrate it. No, you I can can't. demonstrate that no, you're wrong. You can't. You say you can demonstrate. Yes, I can. It. So listen, you. If you ask a Christian if they believe that God exists, they'll say, yes, God exists. I feel him in my life. I've, I talk to him every day. I, I know they'll, they'll stress. They'll be proudly say, I know God exists. Is that what I'm that saying? That is not at all. Is that's that what not I'm at saying? all. What are you saying? I am saying that God seems to be the most probable explanation for either. And still, maybe the that's not at all. That's not at all what the scientists are saying about black, uh, dark matter and about multiverse. Okay, you. They're not. I asked you to get. I asked you to give me an example, and you sent me a quote from uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it said, "In terms of the most astonishing fact about which we know nothing, there is dark matter and dark energy. We don't know what either of them is. Either we know." Uh, everything we know and love about the universe and all the laws of physics as they apply, apply to 4% of the universe. That's stunning. So seeming to suggest that Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks that 
there's this thing called dark matter. Okay. And so then, so then my response to you is, and I sent you a link to a video of, of an interview with him and we'll put these links in the, in the show notes. So, so our listeners can double check where Neil deGrasse Tyson said exactly what I just said. He said specifically in that interview, and this interview took place three years after the quote that you, that you put up. He said that it's a misnomer to call it dark matter at all. Okay. What, when, when scientists talk about dark matter, what they mean is that we have this effect that we saw. We saw gravity. We, you know, we were able to measure this force of gravity. Okay. And so we know that matter causes gravity. And so we took this measurement, we took this gap in our knowledge and we slapped a label on it and called it dark matter. So he said specifically, the phrase dark matter does not, they're not using, they're not saying, oh, it must be dark matter. They're not talking about like, oh, it must be, you know, a spoon that that's propping up that door or something like that. Okay. What he's saying is when they talk about dark matter, what they're, what they're saying is that's what the label they gave their gap in the knowledge. That's specifically what he said. So your, your science of the gaps then? I mean, no, that's not, he, 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 that's because he's not coming to a conclusion. He is, he is actually specifically avoiding coming to a conclusion. He's not coming to a conclusion. He's saying specifically, we don't know. Right. He's saying that there's this End thing of out, story. He's saying that there's this thing out there that makes up the vast majority of the universe, and and we don't know what it is. But no, but he's saying we ab- we observe this effect in the, the vast majority of the universe, and we can't explain it. End of story. Period, right there. What about the multiverse? We see an effect. We see an effect, and we can't explain it. The multiverse is a different situation. The multiverse is the result of the mathematical model that we use to represent the Earth, or that we use to represent the universe. So, but we okay? have no way and of so, testing this. And we have well, we, have, we, we don't have know. No, no we don't know of way. any way of testing it now. We right. don't know of a way of testing it now. And so, so when you talk, when you look at, when you look down to what scientists really say, yeah, we all use shortcuts in language. But when you pinpoint them, uh, they, they'll say things like, if our model is correct, then this conclusion comes up. Okay, oh. so they're not saying we know that there are other universes. What they're saying is our model suggests that there's other universes. Okay, so we would that, love to have evidence. The, wouldn't that be the same thing as me saying, listen, we have these moral intuitions, and no, I think because, that because, I think because the you're, best not gonna, you're not going to find a scientist. You're not going to find a scientist that can that can come back and say, "Oh, I know that there's multiverses. I go there every day. I interact with them every." You know, you, you're not going to see someone with that. You know, with that level, they're not suggesting. They're not saying that the evidence shows that there is multiverse. They're not even saying uh, that the evidence shows that it's the most likely outcome. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, there are a lot of a lot of people out there that think that. That, that that is a case that so we are living in a multiverse. Well, I asked you for for examples and I didn't get one. Well, so you know, if if we want to talk about what scientists are saying, I, I want to see I, I want to see a tr- scientist that says something. I wasn't trying to pinpoint an exact scientist. I was trying to just throw out this. But that's I- what I asked you for. But what I'm trying to I'm trying to give you is this consensus or this idea that scientists will quickly jump on to to a train. Um, and, and, and suspect something that I think would fall uh, uh, prey to your argument that, that no, they would that they would they would latch on to right. something like that that would fall prey to your argument. It would. 
it would fall prey to my argument if they were using that as an argument that the multiverse exists, which they are not. Can they use it that this is the best explanation? What I'm saying is, no. is, is, is that your it, it seems to be your, your argument ends up drawing this conclusion that this must be the case, that I'm coming up to the conclusion that this must be the case. And what I'm saying is... It's however I'm, you want... That doesn't change. However you want to say it, it doesn't change. There's still a there still is a black and white point, okay? Whether or not you're trying to say for sure I'm 100% confident this thing exists or whether or not you're so trying you to say it's the most likely situation. A, a you don't see a distinction there between saying that that I know something is true and this is the case and and saying, oh, I think this is the most reasonable explanation. Sure. You know, they're, they're, they're not the same question, but they are the same in that they are both yes or no questions. Do you think this thing exists? Do you think this is the most likely situation? There's only two possibilities there. You either think that or you don't. Right. But there is also a level. There's a level of certainty, right? There's a, there's a certain percentage of knowledge, right? Our cognitive faculties, there are certain things that we can know sure. Uh, sure. Uh, for certain... So and and so if your level falls below the threshold that will allow you to say you do think that then you don't. Okay, I I I'm, And that's it. Yeah, I still fail to see how that if if you do if, if you if your if your level of confidence falls, you know, there's going to be a cutoff point where you're not convinced anymore. Right. And, may, yeah. and maybe, it, you know, maybe it's hovering right around there. So maybe it goes up and maybe you think maybe you believe it today and not tomorrow, whatever. But at any given point, you either believe it or you don't believe it. But how does those this, are the only how options? Does, how does the multiverse? Because I could set up the multiverse right, in the same way. Saying, no, I could set up the multiverse in the same way that you right. just did about God. I yep. could say the multiverse. Yep. Well, I, 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 this seems to be most probable, and so if I if I had to put money on it, I'd say there's probably multiverse. Yeah. So you're. you're I agree with you. So I they, agree with so you. So you're saying that they would that same argument would fall prey. So. Yep. You, so they can't use that anymore. You can't use the multiverses as an argument anymore, right? You're saying that's the same thing? I'm saying that that if somebody was trying to argue that the multiverse, remember this this argument only works for a narrow set of cases. It only works for when you're trying to show, demonstrate something exists. So if they're trying to demonstrate that the universe exists, then that would fail. Now, I've never seen any scientist actually trying to do that or at least have to do it successfully. Okay, so yes, you're right. If they're trying to prove that the multiverse exists, then they can't use that type of argument. What if they're just trying to so prove right. that the multiverse is the best explanation? Is and you, There'd be the same situation. Okay. They'd, have to, they'd have to prove that there's no other better explanation. Because that's what it seems is happening in cosmology, in astronomy today. I, well, the, 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 if it seems that way, then you know, then they're wrong. If if they're if they're using that argument to come to that conclusion in that way, then they're using a circular argument. Okay. Now, so so what's happening is either you're misreading what they're saying, either you're taking what they're saying further than what they intend to, which you know is not which would not be any fault of yours. It's you know that's a normal human thing. Is you know we have a tendency to kind of go with something and then, you know, we kind of move on with it, right? We, we, 
and and you know people exaggerate all the time. Even what I just said right there was an exaggeration. People don't exaggerate all the time, but we speak, you know, that's that's just part of the way that we speak, right? And mm. so if a scientist is trying to use an argument similar to this to prove that the multiverse exists, then that would be fa- fallacious, right? That would be a circular argument. I don't think that's what they're doing. And I, and I, I challenge you to find somebody who is trying to make that argument. Okay. Well, it sounds to me like we're now beating a dead horse. Is there anything else you wanted to? Sure. Yeah. So we talked about the fine tuning argument and we talked about the resurrection. And so we can also talk about the beginning of the universe in the same way, right? So we're talking about, well, what started the universe? Well, again, you know, we, we suggest that it's maybe a natural cause or an unnatural cause, or, you know, I, I can't remember exactly the outcomes. The pos- do, you, do you remember? It's just if it, uh, the most cosmological, or um, if everything uh, everything that begins to exist has a cause, the universe began to exist. Therefore, the universe had a cause. So all the all the the cos- most of the cosmological arguments are just trying to posit the idea that the universe had a cause, and then we but use again- and then we use. Um, okay, then we say, okay, well, what would this cause be like? That's the same with the moral mm-hmm. argument. That's the same with the fine tuning. The resurrection is a little different because we're dealing with history, you know. Right. So other- even even though the word God might not show up in the conclusion, though, we're su- by by saying, well, it could be some, you know, it could be something outside the universe or, or whatever. So in that case, you're you're that's only possible if there is something outside the universe that can do this kind of thing. So what if I were to right, say so something that, that's that smuggled I, in just see, like it was with the fine tuning argument? What if I say something like I see the effects of something on something like dark matter? You know, like you're saying that. Right. That, that. So what if I say that? Well, I see the effects of God on my life. You would you that then you would be there. You would be assuming the existence. That would be a circular art, like a mini version so, of the circular argument. So he's so doing the same thing. Is, he's doing the same thing with with no, dark energy. No. Why not? No. Because what you should say, if you say, I see the effects of God, what you should be saying is, I see these effects. Right. And then... And ask, that's it. And then ask, okay, couldn't we, we can't assert anything else from that? Do you... Do, 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 I mean, can you? Can we not? Well, if you if you want to if you want to conjecture what might have caused it, then you can. Right. You can conjecture it, what caused it, and and if you want to if you want to conjecture, maybe a god caused it. Well. A God can only cause it if a God exists. That's the circular part. Right. Again, I, I'm, I don't know. Either I'm really thick or I'm just not seeing the force of this particular argument. So I, I would I'm, suggest it's the latter. And I don't think it's because you're thick. I think it's because you're entrenched in your, your beliefs, whether you know, we all are. No, and so what I we just, need to do is we need to step it, back from that. I just find it ironic that or or um oh what's the word convenient that the thing that your argument applies to is existence claims which is what we're talking about and so it, it it's it's that's not convenient at all that's a direct result of our discussion <laughs> well, that's what got me thinking uh, along those that, lines well it, it it is convenient in a way that it worked for you or at least i wouldn't say it it's does. convenient i would say it's relevant so i mean I, I still it would be silly for me to bring you know to bring up something totally irrelevant to to you know existence isn't that the whole thing where the well, name of the podcast right. is god or not well i just don't so again, we want to do we want we're addressing an existence fact right in the right from the get go 
day one of the podcast. Again, I think where the issue might lie is the fact is is in where I think I'm right is that I'm just I'm saying that if God exists, then uh-huh. this would be he would be the best explanation for the for this thing happening. I think that's a perfectly okay. valid argument. And I I I, I don't see you're saying if God exists, then it could be the most likely cause of that's of, what you're saying of these of so we're, I'm saying that it, that God could be is a possibility. He's one of the things we we draw on our chalkboard. Okay, what are some of the things? What are some of the possibilities for this thing that we see? And we write down A, B, C, or D, uh, and then we start working through some of these things, and we say, well, I, I, it doesn't appear to be this. I don't know about this. Maybe this. And all of those things obviously are contingent on and not, if if none of the if they don't exist, of course they can't cause it. But if they exist, right. then they yes, they could be the cause. So and if they if they don't exist, can they be the most likely cause? If they don't exist, no. But but you okay. it, that sounds to me like that your we can question, shift the discussion Maggie. to that way. But that sounds to me like you're no, you're, assuming, you're the one who you're, you're the one who changed it. Exist right? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not assuming anything. I'm asking a question. And your question is? My question was, if God doesn't exist, can it be the most likely explanation? No. Okay, then then we agree on that. When we first met, I, you you told me you believed in God. Would you say you believe in God? You think you believe that God exists? Yes. Okay, and so I asked you why, and you said these four things. I said these are, four, yes, I said these are four arguments for God's existence. You said these are the four things. These are the, my four reasons I believe in God. No, there are four. You, you said it was like a four, a four yes, poster. Right. I can't remember exactly the terms. You have four legs of of your. I, yeah, I just you know, said that argument. they are arguments that that uh, these are evidence I present to people when I talk to them. Yes. Okay. So, it, so if you want to come to the, con- if we're talking about the conclusion of God exists. Or if we're talking about the conclusion, God is the most likely explanation, this argument still applies. You already agreed that God can't exist or God can't be a cause if it doesn't exist. And if God doesn't exist, then it can't be the most likely explanation. And I could just say, if God exists, he could be the cause. And if God exists, he could be the most likely thing. And now let's evaluate the evidence. And I agree. And And I agree. And let's now evaluate the evidence and see what makes the most sense. And so then, and so all of that, even if everything goes the way you want it to, then at the end, what you'll end up with saying it, what you're, what you'll have to say at the end is, if God exists, then it's the most likely conclusion. So, and that still, and that still doesn't get you anywhere. Again, I'm still, I'm, I'm still not getting this because I, if, if I throw a glass up against the wall. And, uh-huh. and my, my wife sees a glass flying across uh, across the room um, and, and, and she could she could assume that I did it but if I don't exist of course I couldn't have done it right so you can but see she, al- she already has but she's not using she's not trying to prove that you exist she already has other evidence that you exist if she was using that argument alone to show that you existed 
it would be a circular argument, but she has lots of things. You know, she has pictures from your wedding. She's, you know, she, she has, you have friends that have seen you and she's seen you and you have kids and you have, you know, genetic evidence and you have all, you know, tons and tons of direct evidence that you exist. So that particular argument about, well, something smashed against the wall. It must've been Jamie. Wait, who, who's Jamie? What, what? if, you know, maybe oh, that, Jamie, don't maybe you know, was, Jamie is the Jamie's the glass thrower. Right. Right. And so so since there was a glass that broke, it must have been. No, that argument by itself is not going to convince anybody or shouldn't convince anybody, I should say, that you exist. But all this other thing, once we know you exist. Then now we're not trying to prove you exist anymore. We're just trying to prove that you that you threw the glass. So we know you exist. We know that you can throw things and so on and so forth. That's a totally different what case. We're not, making an like, we're not making an existence claim anymore. I mean, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, again, I'm still, I'm still not convinced. I, I, I think that we have no problem going. That from- doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and and <laughs> as I was saying that, I realized it sounds kind of shitty, and I, but I didn't mean it that way. I, I just meant that, you know, you're a human. It's, it's, you're not going to change your mind at the drop of a hat. Well, I okay, mean, you're not yeah. going to change your mind, but but that's why it's important that we get down to the brass tacks here, so that maybe sometime down the line, you know, we you'll can become, maybe make some progress. You'll become a convert. We'll see. <laughs> if, <laughs> if if you make your case, I will happily admit. Uh, but that you know I'm what? A I'm also stuck with this, but too. not without struggling with it. I'll right. resist it for a while, right. but then right. at some point, <laughs> I'll say, you know what? I'll call you up a year later and say, hey, Jamie, guess what? You know, you convinced me, right? And so I would, I would be curious to know. Now, now keep this in mind too, right? We're, we are not okay. talking about something physical. We are not talking about something that's made of matter. So I would be, I would be um, curious to know what you would find as good evidence for God. If if I like if I parted an ocean in Jesus's name, would that be evidence for not even God, but would that be evidence for the supernatural? Um, that alone, I don't know. Like if we walked up to Lake Erie, you're close to Lake Erie, aren't you? No, you're closer to Lake uh, Superior. No, not at all. Superior. Yeah, we got Lake Superior. So if I walked up to Lake Superior and I mm-hmm. stood right there, you and I, and I stood in Jesus' name, part, and those suckers parted fifteen feet wide. Showing the the cliff going down to the to the floor all the way through, and we walked from one side. We took a lunch, we ate lunch in the middle there. Nice little lunch you mm-hmm. and I had, and we walked all the way through it. Okay, you, would you? That's not, a long walk. I, I know. That's why I took a lunch. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you wouldn't find that compelling. Uh, I would think it's way more likely that I was dreaming or that I was hallucinating. Okay. Again, so what what evidence? could be presented see because i've i think i've given you evidence or i've given you ways that i think you could show me that god doesn't exist and like you said maybe it'll take me a couple years before i come to that conclusion if you could Mm -hmm. find somehow god is illogical sometime some internal uh incoherence with the idea of god or if you could show somehow that those uh, you know they discover the bones of jesus or whatever now they're able to do dna or whatever you Mm -hmm. either one of those and uh, Christianity's done. I'm done. So that's falsifiable. Okay. That's how you could falsify it for me. How could I falsify okay. your skepticism? And you don't have to answer now. Uh, this is, and we could also cut oh, this off. Easy. The re- recording, well, if you want. I can, like, 
I can give you I can give you an answer that'll be an easy answer, but will undoubtedly be unsatisfying. And remember, uh, and remember, answer, it has. It, we're talking about something not physical, right? Okay. So if you can give me some sort of direct evidence or some sort of valid indirect evidence, so parting an ocean and Jesus's name wouldn't be direct evidence. No, that would definitely not be direct evidence. Okay, what would be direct evidence then? If Jesus were standing so, in front of you, you would say it's a hallucination, right? Or a dream. Right. right. So what yep. would be? I don't know. You see, my my frustration, I, I want to pull my hair out because I have no idea what would even convince you. Well, it's not you. my problem. Huh? No, <laughs> that's, that's I not get my it. problem. I know. That's why I'm pulling my <laughs> hair out. But that's what I'm saying. My view is falsifiable. It seems to me your skepticism is not that you can always be more skeptical. No matter what it is I bring, you can always say, well, we just don't know. Or there might be something else causing this that we haven't discovered yet. You can always do that forever. So you see how that makes it difficult for me. You know, we've said a lot of things on this show. And one thing that I've never said is I want to make things easy for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's not my goal. That's true. And and I'm also, it's not my objective to prove that God is not, does not exist. That's not something that I believe. And that's not something that I claim. My claim for, for, for our subject tonight was that these types of arguments are circular. Okay, that's and that's something that I I can I have given evidence. You you oh, well, say that it's well, not evidence, yeah, yeah. but so you, it, it seems pretty cut and dry to me. No, well, see again, it doesn't to me. And and so when we talk about evidence, when I say evidence, I mean anything because I, I go with the kind of evidence we talk about in court. Anything could be presented as evidence. Exhi- so exhibit if, if, A, Exhibit B. The the defense could okay. have a really crappy case. Right. They could bring anything as evidence. Now we have to look at this evidence that they brought and determine if it's good evidence or bad evidence. But for you, right. and so evidence that, is so that, does does it does it make the conclusion more likely than not? That would be right. evidence for that thing. And you're saying you have that, and I'm saying no, I don't believe that you've proved your case. But I don't know that that okay. we. we we could ever come to well. We've come to I, agreements before. I don't. I don't need you to say, Uncle. <laughs> I think we've come to agreements before on stuff. Just it's just sure. not often. I I would say most of you know the things that most of the beliefs that you have, I also have. That's true. And I I think one thing, one last thing that we would agree on is that. Um, we don't want to finish this topic without me hitting all of my points, right? Have you Cause, not? Because remember, this is this is my argument, have you and not so I need to make points? my points. One last, the moral argument. We didn't. Uh, we I know you kind of brought it up, but I just wanted to iterate. Um, for the more the you know the moral argument for God says that we can't have objective uh, morals without a God. We we do have objective morals, therefore there must be a God. Okay, and so again, I would say that that. Is you're 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 smuggling in the existence of a God, in with the premises there. Okay, you God can't be the source of our morality if God doesn't exist. And so again, you know, I I think I think it's clear that all four of those uh, arguments do fit this mold. They do fit the um, they they fit the description. So my question so, to you um, would be this: Why okay. is it my? And this will be the last question I have for this argument, right? So okay. if this argument is is such a clear-cut case, such a smackdown, 
then why on earth have I not heard? And listen, I am debate king. Like I watch debates constantly and I have uh-huh. never, ever heard this uh, uh, brought up. You would think that a, a philosopher or a logician somewhere, uh, a skeptic would have thought about this 500 years ago and this would have been a school of thought that you know people have Uh been refining for years and i know Uh that little pieces have come up but why haven't i seen this if this is such a clear-cut case and that's i think one of my points is if it was so clear-cut i think other people would be using it right i mean they would be saying hey i think your arguments are all circular but we're not seeing people use this Mm -hmm. so i'm just that was Um, my kind uh, of last question okay yeah, so I can answer. I can give you an answer. Um, first of all, uh, isn't it isn't it the Bible that says there's nothing new under the sun? Is that a Bible verse? Yeah, that is. Yes, there's nothing new under the sun. And for is that part of when? It, then it goes on to say, for every season, there's a. Is that part of that yeah, same? I, I think it is in Ecclesiastes. It's in there. All right. All right. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is that I don't. I don't think this is a unique argument. I'm sure anything that I come up with has been come up with before. I've heard kind of little bits and pieces of, and that's kind of, you know, some, I was spurred on by some of, some of these, um, you know, these other people, like, for example, Matt Dillahunty, I know you're not a fan of his. Uh, he <laughs> will say things like, how do you know that that's possible? Right. Okay. How do you know that that's possible? And that's basically what I'm saying here is that we can't, you know, we don't know that we can suggest that as a possibility unless we know that that's a possibility. Okay. And, and so, you know, you know, Matt's dead on point there. I mean, I, that's why that's, you know, that's one of the things that kind of stuck with me, you know, and I've heard other, other people might say, you know, something similar to what I've said, like, well, if God doesn't exist, God can't do that. Okay. And so there, I, I think, I think the idea is out there and I think that, um, you know, maybe it just maybe it's been put into a form similar to this. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is it is it would it be surprising to me if I were able to come up with a knockdown argument that no one ever thought of? Yeah, that would that would surprise the heck out of me. Um, is it surprising that I came up with a wording, a different wording of something that maybe somebody else has already said or suggested, or maybe I put together pieces of things that I've heard that you know, in a, in a way that other people, you know, that wouldn't surprise me all that much, you know, cause everybody kind of phrases things their own way, or maybe things clicked in my mind that, that, you know, that didn't click in the other well, people's minds. So maybe it's just to me that if, together. If, if this was so much a knockdown, this would be a mic drop. You're like, boom, right. They, they give but, their but arguments you know, and you give the mic drop and you walk off stage and that's it. Like that would be like, so that that's what makes me think. But that, that's irrelevant. But that's irrelevant. Why? Why? It's irrelevant that no one else that's is com- doing. That's it? completely irrelevant. What do you mean? Because every argument was said for a first time at some point. Right. I'm, well, listen. That that's the thing. Right. If this is the first time that this is being brought up, then this is amazing. This is groundbreaking work, <laughs> and you need to write a book, and I'll write a rebuttal. We'll sell it and make lots of money. <laughs> right. right. But right. But I, I I'm saying I, is, I don't. Is well, I don't to think answer it your is. question. I don't think it's the first time it's ever been brought up. I think it's been brought up before, just not in a format that, you know, not in this specific way. Gotcha. All right, buddy. Well, you can cut this off anywhere you want. All right. I will cut it off by saying this doesn't necessarily prove that there's no God. 
what this shows is that the arguments that you've used so far are not reasonable and rational arguments. In your opinion. I've demonstrated no, that here today. In, in your opinion, you've demonstrated that. So That is also my opinion. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we, I want to thank everybody for joining us, Scott. Um, uh, interesting argument now um, that we have to think about, uh, and I okay. will continue to think about this, and uh, we'll see that if it awesome. changes anybody's mind. We'll see. I, I, I'm not holding out a great amount of hope, but, you know, <laughs> that – it is more than zero hope that I have. Oh, okay. I have more than zero more hope than that, zero, it will change, it, it, that it will change your mind. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. And that was circular reasoning right there. All in a nutshell. Nut right? shell. And, and I, we, didn't, we didn't mention this before. In the opening of the show, we said, hey, ripped from the headlines, right? Well, that was what our whole talk about. <laughs> right. But, you know, so if you have, if you're expecting more, Headlines no, to no. be crashing into your face right now. Uh, you can rest assured that that we've done it. Yes. That was the thing. Listen, that, we can't that, have any more headlines, dude. I'm done. Right? Yes. I can't right. do we're, any more. We're we're I'm I'm out of shape. All my all of my you know podcasting muscles have atrophied over the last right. few months, and so we gotta we gotta ease our way back into right. things here. So, um. So anyway, so speaking yeah. of easing back into things, um. So. What we got coming up here is, is uh, so obviously this is our first episode in a while. We had some we had some time off there, and um, it's our our schedule. You know, your schedule is still kind of uh, a little hectic, and you know, I'm still dealing with all kinds of uh, you know COVID nineteen related issues with my at, at school. Right. I mean, we had to we had to totally revamp in the middle of the fall or the spring semester. We had to totally revamp summer semester and we're even redoing, uh, we're converting as many classes as we can from the fall to, uh, uh, to online, uh, as much as we can. And so, um, actually it's been a lot easier on me than, than I think it's been on a lot of my colleagues. I was already kind of doing some online stuff. And so mm -hmm. it was a fairly easy transition for me, but of course, you know, we're, it's a team effort, right? And so, uh, you know, I was helping other people get their classes ready and they, and, and they were doing the truly scary thing of wading out into new technology and to getting, you know, getting outside their comfort area. Right. And so, um, so what I'm trying to say though, is, uh, we still got stuff going on that we're dealing with. And so we're going to, we're going to loosen the pressure on ourselves and allow ourselves a little bit of leeway here. And so I think we, we had talked about just waiting until we can start doing biweekly episodes again. And, um, I, you know, and, we just and wanted to get some stuff out. Yeah. We're tired we wanted to get exactly right. We wanted to get, we're, we're, you know, as, as much as our two listeners, probably down to one now, as much as our <laughs> one listener was anxious to get more episodes, Jamie and I were even more anxious to get to get back into it and get doing it things. Probably wouldn't be wise for me to say we had an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> can, can I not say that? Oh boy, we two steps forward, uh, one step forward, oh. and two steps back. Is that Sorry, what we're guys. doing now? Yeah, no. All right, so um, yeah, we wanted so to anyway. So we've decided that we would not. Uh, wait until we can commit to our regular bi-weekly schedule. So we're just going to put up for the time being, at least we're just going to put out episodes whenever we can. You're going to get them when you get them. Yeah. And you're going to like it. <laughs> so just deal with it. <laughs> nice. And we're going to talk, we got some good stuff coming up too. 
We do. We do have some good stuff planned. Some some stuff we're kind of anxious about. Jamie, why don't you uh, yeah, share you some are gonna, uh, things that we got um, coming you up? You know, here. you're going to talk about where you think I went wrong in in all of my amazing arguments, all the ev- evidence, <laughs> all the premises. You're going to just I. Cut I down. can't wait to hear the amazing arguments. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so you, I'm excited uh, now. So we are going to talk about uh, that. Of course, we're going to talk about systemic racism. Of course, we're going to do that. We um, we also yeah. wanted to well, talk we'll about. We'll see. We'll um, see about that. I, I know there's a few other things that that we were thinking about in season one that got moved to season two. Namely, right. yep. uh, you went to church, and I did um, not in a way that anybody would probably really guess but i think you'll enjoy um that episode and we're also going to talk I, about oh you we've been to- we've been really hyping that up we've been talking about right, that it's a lot horrible episode. I, I, let's, let's not overdo it here i don't want to oversell it <laughs> <laughs> we're also going to talk about a couple of things that have to do with uh knowing believing um rationality like w- w- what does it mean to be rational um uh, what about what if a person who is normally um, um, a good person have some cuckoo beliefs? You know, we're talking about how we can kind of separate a, a person from their beliefs and 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 not ad hominem, but but speak right. on their their actual beliefs and and um, you know. So we're going to talk about those kind of things. Also, we're talking about uh, fairness and discussion. We talk, you know, when you have these all these extremes. Um, not just on cable news network, but online, and 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 so so, where do you find that uh, that uh, fairness? Where is that? Is right, there right. a such thing now? Is um, and you know that's a, that's an ongoing challenge for the two of us. Yeah, I think, and, it and is. We, we knew that going into it that right. that you know it was going to be you know if if we're trying to strike a balance, and so and obviously each of us has. Uh, a side, if you want to call it that, a side that we're passionate about uh, and that we feel strongly. And, um, and, you know, we're kind of argue monsters, you know, we kind of have a, you know, we're, we kind of lean we that direction. Streak. I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if we, you've noticed, have a but, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we both have kind of, the, maybe that's, that's the magic, right? That's what brings the magic that's to the show is that, but, uh, and I totally lost what I was talking about. I got totally We're, sucked into just uh, talking about fairness us. Fairness and discussion. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's something that we deal, that we knew coming into the podcast that, you know, that was something that was going to be an ongoing problem for us. And so maybe we can, uh, you know, share some of our experience yeah. there and we can talk about some of that. There was one thing that uh, wasn't on our list here that I wanted to remind you of, though, and we've talked about this before, is we wanted to do a show. You've talked before about biblical interpretation. Mm, yeah. Uh, and you used a fancy word, her- hermeneutics. 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 Yep. Uh, and so we wanted to have an episode on that too. And and um, we also wanted to revive the uh, the club. old book club, right? Yep. <laughs> we got we, we listen, I'm gonna finish this dry, book come hell or high water. Uh, I am all right. finishing this sucker. Okay. All right. So good. So we got all that all kinds of stuff coming up and more. More. Stuff we haven't even thought of right. yet. Stuff that's gonna right. be so awesome that you're right, we haven't thought of yet. Probably some patron yep. stuff. We're gonna be doing some of that stuff. Probably some free giveaways. I'm just making stuff up <laughs> now. You're just riffing, man. You're just riffing. Is, what is oh, riffing? Oh, by the mean? way. Riffin? Yeah. Riffing? No, I've never You're heard that. You're a musician. 
Like you mean like a riff, like a like like a guitar? Yeah, riff? just oh, like oh. just like kind of going yeah. for it, you know, just kind of ad libbing. You know, maybe, yeah, gotcha. exactly, right? Got okay, it. jeez, I can't believe I had to explain I'm that to you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> okay, and so um, one thing though, I think it goes without saying that any plans that we had to like do anything live anytime soon, that's going to be delayed indefinitely. Dude, too. I have a date already. I booked the venue. <laughs> all right well we'll do a social dis i'll zoom i'll zoom in to <laughs> to to wherever it is and and we'll we'll do yeah. it that way we, we will still do this thing listen i want to do i would love to do something live like a moderated mm-hmm. debate i think that would be terrific i think it would be fun and um so we'll do that uh okay. just when we will do I, that i think we changed. better hurry up and get it out of the way because uh you know before we Severed ties. heads one too many times. <laughs> Listen, and if the, the fine tuning the- hasn't hasn't broken our spirits, <laughs> well, I don't want to say nothing will, but, but man, you know, we got through fine tuning. Scott, All right, well, if we we'll could see. get we'll through fine tuning, we could get through anything together, buddy. <laughs> we can do it. That's what she. Wait, no, that's that wouldn't uh, fit there. No, that's not, no, no. All right. Anyway. All right. So that about wraps it up for episode number 15. Please send us your ideas, questions, and comments to email at godornotpodcast.com. If you'd like to know more about the topics covered in this episode, Jamie recommends Logical, or I'm sorry, Logically Fallacious by Bo Bennett. And there's over 300 logical fallacies. I thought since we were talking about circular arguments, um, this book is pretty good. It is a little dry. It's hard not to be when you're talking about these kind of things, but um, it's very informative. It's kind of a crash course. And 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 so, um, I, I mean, I would recommend this to anybody, not just someone who's super interested in, in this, but if anybody is interested in just being able to dialogue with somebody better, like, because I'm learning stuff like every day and every chapter I read uh, is I'm, I'm learning more about mistakes even I make like you know like oh I just made that the other day like don't want to commit that again you know it's almost impossible when, when do you get to the chapter on circular reasoning does that come nope, up no nope, haven't hit it yet no. <laughs> all right so well, that, that explains a lot lo- logically fallacious <laughs> by Bo Bennett okay what do you got Scott um I actually have kind of a similar book we um we didn't plan this, but uh, you know, obviously, it's the topic that we're discussing is going to be the same. Uh, the book I recommend is called "Informal Logic: A Pragmatic Approach" uh, by Douglas Walton, and it's uh, similar, actually, to the book that you were talking about. It's uh, you know, this is specifically for informal logic. It, it's not; it doesn't come across like a math class, like some logic. Mm-hmm textbooks can come through, which is not a bad thing, right. by the way. Right. I just want to say that for the record. <laughs> um, you better. You know, it, it depends on your teacher, right? right. Uh, right. No, this is on informal. This is on conversational logic. This is, it more directly addresses some of the things that we do here. You know, we, we try to have structured and logical arguments, but we don't get too bogged down with, with the P, details. We, P we, we also Q keep it kind of, and- Exactly. Right. And so, so we try to keep it somewhat conversational. And so, so th- that's what this book is really about. And it's full of all kinds of examples and um, like, you know, similar to the, to the book that you were uh, requested, it'll, it'll discuss um, uh, logical fallacies and so forth. Um, but that was informal logic, a pragmatic approach by Douglas Walton. 
And so thanks, everyone, for joining us and for coming back after our brief time away. And so we're we're glad you made it back. And we hope you stay with us and come back with us next time when Jamie and I will be talking about rational thinking. Until then, this is your dialectic (laughs) duo reminding you to talk to each other. See ya. (laughs) This has been the God or Not podcast. Send your questions or comments to email at godornotpodcast.com. If you'd like to support the show or grab some God or Not gear, please visit the website at www.godornotpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. 